Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity once again. We bless your holy name, O oh God. You've been so good to us. The month may has come to an end. And we know definitely you are going to take us through the month June. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. In the month of May, uh, April, we dealt with wisdom. And in the month of May, we started with a series of understanding. And we are going to complete that one today. The importance of having understanding. One man of God said this. He said, anything that you don't have understanding will become outstanding to you. Anything. If you don't have understanding about how to lead your life, it will become outstanding. When I say outstanding, I'm not, you know, outstanding uh, has two meaning. Definition. We are doing extraordinary work. Outstanding performance. That's not the mean. But owing. That means being in debt. Or something. Uh, being. Uh, debit to you. So when you don't have. Understanding. If you don't have understanding in marriage. Marriage will be what? Outstanding to you. When you don't have understanding about finances, finances will be what? Outstanding to you. If you don't have understanding about how to lead your health, you have a health crisis and that will be outstanding to you. And in our study so far, we came to learn that there are four different kinds of understanding. We've learned about the understanding of God. That means the understanding that comes from Abel. And then we've also learned about natural understanding. What comes through our five or six senses. When you are hungry, you know, you have understanding that you need to eat. When you feel nature called, you have understanding that you need to go and visit the tongue. You know, this are natural. It comes to you. Natural. And then we have intellectual understanding. Having ability of going to school to study and then coming out. Um, as a medical doctor, you have understanding how even to cut people so that they will not die. As I stand here, if you ask me to cut you, I may kill you because I don't have that understanding. That is called intellectual. Amen. You cannot just go to court and without a lawyer and begin to talk or even go to the police and begin to say things. You need the understanding of how the law works 
and you need what? A lawyer. Without a lawyer, you go and implicate things. Or you go and then you compromise yourself. Amen. And then so many things. When you want to be a mechanic, you need intellectual understanding how to handle cars. For the fact that you 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 have master's degree does not mean uh, you can just handle cars. It takes a mechanic, somebody who have really received the intellectual understanding of how car works, and so on and so forth. And then also we learned also about devilish understanding. And that one belongs to people with criminal minds, thieves, trusters. How are 419 people, how they can steal? You know, they, they, they will talk to you. A man on the internet will behave like he's a woman. And then people will be wiring money to them. That is devilish understanding. And if you do that, you are under a curse. The Bible talks about the curse of the thief. It will chase you. You defraud people. You think you are smarter. It will chase you. Chase your children on board. Amen. Hallelujah. So, in the last changes, we're finishing with the understanding of God. The understanding of God. Not all people. I've met people, intellectuals. I've met people great and small. And they don't have understanding of the things of God. And it is very important. For you as a child of God. To have understanding. The Bible says, do not behave like a beast. What we have to use bait to direct, like a horse, not to flip. You need understanding. And especially as a believer, as a child of God, why do you go and spend time in a church? If you don't have other life, let me tell you, if you live your life under the principle of accident. Don't complain. Amen. And it's not by chance that something will happen in consternation and a star, a star will fly and hit another one and your life will change. You need to have understanding how things work. You want to create man some of us want money. How many of you want money? But some don't have understanding how to create money. So understanding is very important in your life. If you don't have understanding about how marriage works, couples will be all the time fighting. But they don't have understanding because the key to marriage is contact. 
when you don't have it. And anything that you don't have understanding will become very difficult for you either to achieve or to be. Amen. Turn with me to First Corinthians. Let's look at the book of First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 to 7. I'm reading from the King James Version. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Habit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. You realize that when Solomon went before God and God asked him, what do you want? Ask me anything I will give to you. Solomon did not ask for wisdom. You know, I mean, people who are not Bible students, who have nowhere read with the Bible, always say, oh, he asked for wisdom. No. Solomon asked for understanding. And then God added wisdom. So without understanding, you cannot have wisdom. And the wisdom, the Bible says in Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. And in all your getting, get understanding. Let's read Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. That means you get first understanding. Before, if you get understanding, wisdom will come. But if you are without understanding, you'll be marking time. And you'll be blaming people. you blame others. You'll get angry to, uh, with yourself. But with understanding, you'll get the wisdom of handling things. And the Bible says, you see, the wisdom of God is foolish to the people of the world. Because God says, your ways are not my ways. Neither your thoughts are my thoughts. The way God thinks is not the way we human beings think. For instance, human beings think that if you slap me, I should also give you bigger slap. Amen. But that's not how God wants us. 
The wisdom of God says, no, don't slap. Forgive. And to some of us, it's very difficult. Amen. Let's look at the book of 1 Corinthians, the same chapter 4 and chapter 2, verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. But the natural man receive not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The things of God are foolishness to the people of the world. Sometimes to academics have met some great, great brains. And we're talking about some things and the way they reason. Far recently, I heard one academician saying that uh, Ghana beyond AIDS is laughable. A whole professor, you think this way. How can Ghana develop? If you, as a professor, this is your thinking, because every change starts with words. If you want to start a change, you start with what? If somebody says, I will kill you, I will kill you, I will kill you, and you don't go to the police, the person may kill you. So a change, and God has given us power of words to change our destiny. So everything you want to change, you start with what? Words. The whole professor. So we should continue to mark time. We should believe God for bigger things, impossible things. God is looking out to us to challenge the status quo. I mean, to make changes. It's not as it was from the beginning, so shall it be. If we live our life that way, then we cannot bring any change to our lives. Amen. That is the wisdom of God. And God wants us to live our life with understanding. The first understanding God wanted to get is his word. Everybody say his word. And some of us think the word of God has no relevance in it. Oh, I'm hungry and you are talking about word, word, word. I'm in poverty and you are talking about word, word, word. Word for what? And that is foolishness to the natural man. But to the believer, it is the starting point. You want to change your life? Start with the word of God. If the word is empty in your life and you are Christian, you're going to have an empty achievement. And every believer must consider the word of God as precious. And that's why Jesus told the devil, man shall not live 
by bread alone. But everywhere that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You can change your destiny through the word of God. Because the word of God will, will show you the way you should go. But if somebody rejects the wisdom of God, you may think it's a waste of time. That every morning I'll take my Bible and read. But what do I get? It can impact you. Because everything you need starts from the mind. Poverty is in the mind. It's not where you come from. It's not the family you come from. It's not uh, even the certificate you have. Poverty starts from the mind. The Bible says, as he thinketh, so he is. Prosperity also starts from the mind. When you begin to make a change from here, the whole body will follow. You can pray, you can shake yourself, you can do everything. But if your mind is not liberated, you will be in your situation just as you are. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 and that is why to have an understanding how the word of God can impact your life, you need to understand that with the word your life could be imparted. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If you doubt God, look at the nation of Israel, small nation. Living in a desert. If I went, went to Israel last year, for five years, there had been no rain. But still, they have one of the vibrant economy in the world. Agriculture, they are number one. How do they do it? They are empowered by the word of God. So if you don't believe it, that is your own case. And the word of God can bring changes into your life. The word of God can change your situation. It can change your destiny. But when you neglect it, it's for your own sake. And that's what the Bible says. This book, if you have a husband and he's not taking care of the word of God, force him to do it. If you have a wife, who has no use of the word of God, you are in danger. For the word of God can impact your life. It can bring the needed change. And God always starts with the mind first. You speak to the mind. Hallelujah. And that's what the Bible talks about renewal of the mind. Most of our problems is just because we've not renewed our mind. A young man came to me and he was complaining, complaining about the mother, complaining about our sisters. I'm surrounded by witches in all the family. And 
Then I asked him a question. How do you see yourself? He said, me, I'm the only clean one. Then I said, you have a problem. Until you change your mind. Everybody say, renew your mind. And you can never renew your mind properly. Except with the word of God. Let's go to Romans. We're talking about understanding of God. Romans. Romans 12, from verse 1 to 2. I beseech therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that he present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If you not renew your mind about certain things, there's no way you can affect change. And you cannot change anything that you tolerate. If you tolerate poverty, you can't change poverty. You need to fight it. How do you do it? With the word of God. In Psalm 1, let's go to Psalm 1. Have understanding that the word can bring transformation to you. The word can bring changes to your life. Someone, blessed is the man that worketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Most of us, we take advice from the ungodly. People who have no use of God. That's the counseling of ungodly. That means your source comes from the world, the philosophy of men. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. People who scorn the word of God. They see you going to church, they make mockery of you. People who look down upon you. He doesn't know what to do with this one. He is always going to church. What is wrong with him? The Bible says, don't sit in the seat of comfort. If you are always sitting around comedians, your life will become a comedy. All that you know is to laugh, 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 laugh. But beyond that, I'm not saying it's wrong for you to laugh. You see, there's orientation. If you move among gays, they can convince you that one is born a gay. They can convince you. If you live among, uh, yesterday I read something that there's association of weed smokers. They are also going to come out. Ghana freedom. Where is Lawrence? 
Amen. They said they are going to demonstrate. And, and they should come out freely to smoke. Hey! Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I went to boys' school, and I tell you, they can use the Bible to convince you that smoking in their hand, even Solomon, much of his wisdom came from smoking, in the, and they can quote quotations. I'm telling you. And for practices, you know what they do? They will cut green grass and fry it in a fry pan. They use this for practice. And people who smoke their lives, they destroy themselves. So it is what you hang around. So when you hang around the word, the, red, the word of God will give you the right orientation. Amen. That's too, but his delight is in the law of the law. But his delight is in the law of the law. And in his law that he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Feeding on the way will make you a green tree. For there's power in the word. God created the world through his word. So don't joke with words. If a man wants to win the love of a woman, what does he use? Words. Words are powerful. As soon as it gets to the heart, things can change. Sometimes you can see some ga-yo-yo. Ga-peche-peche. He comes around and a girl is coming. You know, we've been boys. So I'm going to rap her. I'm going to rap her. And just come around and the way he starts walking. Oh, how are you? Oh, sir, how are you? Oh, yeah. I just arrived from Marshall. So that's why you see me. And, and, and the mass, are you sure? Amen. And then gradually, words start flowing. And the heart of the woman is captured. So words are powerful. So don't joke with words. Don't joke with words. Hallelujah. There was one time we were standing at our school gate and one young man, you know, we used to have Tasco secondary school girls passing and one guy is trying to throw the girl. And while they were talking, the Mercedes Benz, you know this, it wasn't passed by. Then he dodged. He, did the man see me? That's my father. A poor man from a village. The village is called Subriso. 
And then they ask you, ah, so is that your father's car? Don't marry a car, marry a man. I say, don't marry a car, marry a man. Put your hands together for the Lord. You must understand why you need to come to church. Some of you don't have understanding. So, you come anytime. You need to have understanding. The Bible says we should not forsake the assembly of coming together. Amen. Say the assembly of coming together. Fellowship is very good. Is it not good that we met this way? It's, it's really a powerful thing. Amen. And, and when we come together, we create certain things. And God is ready to bless us when we all come together. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So, we need to not forsake the gathering of coming together. Let's read from First Corinthians. Verse 14, 23. If therefore the whole church be come together unto one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned, or unbelievers, do they not say that you are mad? You see, our coming together brings some kind of understanding about how we should behave. Are you with me? And so, in God's own way, he wants us to come together and sing praises. In the verse 26, how is it then, brethren, when he come together, every one of you has a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation, have an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. We come together to edify one another. Fellowship is very good. Everybody say fellowship is good. God wants us to really have fellowship. And when we come together, God is ready to bless. And anytime God sees a crowd, he's ready to bless. Anytime God sees a crowd of people, he will want to come and bless us. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So make sure you come to church all the time. Out of it, God can do so many great things in your life. Amen. Now let's look at the book of Hebrews.
the book of Hebrew. Let's look at Hebrew chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without convergence and be content with set things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake you. You can hear this when you go to uh, Steakul Choba. Or you can hear this when you go to Brookyons. It is only in the house of God that God can give you the comfort. That whatever that you are going through, he will not forsake you. And I tell you, from now to December, God is going to work good things out for you. I say you will see the hand of God. God will turn all your frustration around. God will turn all your misery around. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You know, like I was saying, we are only in the first half. Sometimes in the first half of the game, you may be down. And the same thing in life. For the first month or the first half of the year, things may not really look good for you. But we are going to enter into the second half. And I see the angels of God orchestrating some good things for you. That God will come true for you. I said God will come true for you. Don't give up. No matter what. For the, 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 the game is still on. God will surprise you. I sense that there's going to be a surprise in your way. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. The next thing, understand giving in the house of God. Some of us come to church and sometimes we are offended by giving. People say, oh, um, I'm sorry, I scat, 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 scat. Because people don't understand giving in the house of God. And you need to understand giving. Giving is something if you don't have understanding, you can be offended. And it's not good to be in a church and be offended. I always tell people, if you feel offended, keep your money. Don't give. Amen. We need to understand that as far as God is concerned, there are things that God wants his people to do it in a different way. We have three types of billionaires, millionaires, or rich people. If you read the Bible, we have the um, prosperity of the wicked. The Bible talks about the prosperity of the wicked. Everybody say prosperity of the wicked. How the wicked people can prosper. The Bible talks about it. Let's go to Psalm 73. Are you there in Psalms? 
Psalm 73, verse 2. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My step had well near slipped. This is David talking. He felt offended. David was offended when he saw certain people prospering. And said, my feet had nearly slipped. In verse 3, for I was envious at the foolish which I, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Hey! David looked and said, hey! So the wicked is prospering. See? Then I have served God in vain. People who prosper by shedding blood. People who prosper, they can kill. People who prosper through selling drugs. You know, drugs that people would take and get destroyed. They are killed. Their liver gets rotten. They don't care. All that they want is their money. That is the prosperity of what? The wicked. Then the second group is called the prosperity of the fools. Everybody say the prosperity of the fools. Do you know that foolish people also prosper? Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 1.32. Proverbs 1.32. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. So the fools also can prosper. Hey! Sometimes you can see a stupid guy prosper. Hallelujah. And, and these were the things that David was so much worried. Oh, why? But the third party is what belongs to the prosperity of the righteous. Everybody say the prosperity of the righteous. The prosperity of the righteous. Put your hands together. Amen. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Sorry, let's go to Psalm 3 verse 10. Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. The righteous also can prosper. So which one do you want? And in Job chapter 36 verse 11, he talks about People who will obey him and serve him. 
The Bible said, if they will obey him and serve him, they shall spend their years in prosperity. If they obey and serve him. Amen. However, for the righteous to prosper, you need to have covenant with God. It takes the covenant of God. And that's why we give. When we go to, when you go to Biaba, you give to the beer keeper, uh, bar keeper. Is that right? And then he gives you what? Beer. Or we go to the um, appetizer. Seller, he will give you appetizer. You know, sometimes you take it. You know, when I was a kid, my grandma used to sell appetizer. So that is my area. Amen. But when I became a believer, I was the one who forced my grandma to stop selling. And for that, I had to bring her to Accra here. That would kill that trade. And from a boy, eight, eight, where some people come, they go, a woman power, a woman. They do all kinds of antics. Amen. So, in the house of God, it's by covenant. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. You shall remember the covenant of God. You need to have covenant with God. Covenant is an agreement between two people. And as a believer, you need to understand your covenant with God will deliver to you prosperity. So if you neglect that one, you can be a believer alright. You can be nice Christian. You can be a fine guy. But you will not see prosperity. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 8. 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get what? World. That he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Covenant. In the covenant that brings the multiplication. Genesis 17.2. Give us a, a Genesis 17.2. So you need to understand you worked with God in covenant. And, and, and if you don't walk with God in covenant, you are neglecting your prosperity. You are living by your own thought. You are living with your own understanding. The Bible says, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. 
So it is the covenant of God. And these things work. One of the covenant is tight. People don't understand tight. Why that small nation like Israel? Their population is not up to, it's zero point something in the whole world. But they control most of the world in the world. You see Israel as a small nation there? Go and touch them. They are surrounded by Arab nations, but they dare not touch them. Because their father Abraham was a very smart guy. He was a smart business guy. A man in those days, he had his own private army. As soon as God started prospering him, he had an army to protect his investment. You know the name of Abraham's army? It's called A. D F three one nine. I'll show you in the Bible. Amen. Put your hands together. Let's go to Genesis fourteen. Genesis 14, that's with Abraham's um, nephew Lot was captured. Abraham's nephew was captured. And somebody told Abraham about it. Verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mammon, the Amorite, brother of Eskol, and brother of Enna, and these were confederate with Abraham. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servant, born in his own house, three Hundred and eighteen. So it's ADF three one eight. That's Abraham's force. Commandos. In those days, to protect his investment, may God give you understanding. I say, may God give you understanding. So tight. You don't tight. You don't have understanding. You are a Christian and it's so difficult for you to tithe. Chop your money and be your own Melchizedek. But if you tithe and believe God, you will see how God will bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. That's why Jesus said, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, overflowing, will men give to your boast 
Amen. So if you don't understand giving and you are mourning and all the time, these are covenant practices. Covenant practice of taking care of your parent. Honor your father and your mother. And it shall be well with you. If you don't understand that and will fight your parent, it's your own trouble. There are some of you, as soon as you see the call of your mom, then you cut it off. Ah, so I'm not doing too much. You don't understand. Turn to somebody and say, you don't understand. You don't understand. Everybody's all me, only me you are calling. Why don't you call, uh, I mean, Mike. Mike is there. You don't understand. Sitting at there, you chop and leave your old man. You leave your mother hungry. Where you meet your friends, uh, kibat, uh, uh, oh, everybody take kibat, kibat. You are distributing. But your father and your mother going hungry. Proverbs 2020. We speak to you. Everybody say, Proverbs 2020. We speak to you. We speak to you. Let's see what is in Proverbs 2020. Your light will be taken off into obscure darkness. There are people working. They are businessmen. They have money. But their light of life has been taken off because they neglected their parents. You don't understand. You need to understand. It's not about whether they took care of you or not. Make sure you honor them. It's an honor. It's not equal, uh, I mean equalization. It's not credit and debit. Uh, Papa, yeah, ma, I mean, to this way, yeah. No. And the Bible says, let's see. Whoso cursed his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. You are walking, but you are in dark. These are principles you should understand. And it will help you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. I'm almost done. Understand. Marriage is not one man's job. It's partnership. And so, the key, natural key in marriage is understanding. If you don't understand, there are some of you, as soon as you see the, uh, uh, your husband, people in your house, you squeeze your way. You don't understand. Turn to somebody and say, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. When you marry, take your mother-in-law as your mother. Cancel the word in-law. That's what grandpa told me. He said, when you marry, 
cancel the word E-law and let it become murder. Treat with honor, dignity. In the same way, And no matter the, your level of thinking, God gave you your wife also to speak to your life. There are some things nobody can say. It. It's only your wife who can say it. In the same way, some of you ladies, they listen, I'm going, I'm going. I'm going to my father's house. I'm going to my mother's house. You don't understand. One day I was handling a certain marriage issue. And, and then the girl was crying. And the man said, Who's <laughs> going to call Papa? Who's going to Is understanding. You can never have a perfect marriage, but you can have a working marriage. If you want a better marriage, I think Grandpa told me this. He said, Look, die and go to heaven over there. It's perfect. Now, on earth here, I just, he will say, I just. I just suggest. Put your hands together for the Lord. So it comes with understanding. Life, lead your life with understanding. People who all the time blaming witches and wizards, they cannot correct themselves. Always make sure the word of God is there. Even if it witches and wizards, you have power over them. Everybody say, you have what? Power over them. God wants to make your life better. Serve God with understanding. Serve God with understanding. Quite recently, one of my sons in ministry called me. He brought a young man to pray for in my office here. This, this is a young man who has started life. He's doing well. He built a house. And he bought one for the pastor. He bought one for the pastor. I was praying. You know, I went there to preach a certain message. And this young man was moved to do that. And I was talking to this young man. He takes understanding. Every level of your understanding depending on the level of your giving. As, as far as I'm concerned, and let me say this, I'm not saying this because that ever, he trained us to give our all to God. So to me, there's nothing that I cannot give to God. But not all people have that understanding. And I thank God also for the wife who gave me. She also had that understanding. 
understanding how things work. And God will make your life better. Don't walk anyhow. The word of God is there to make things plain. If you allow God to impart your life, you'll be better. You'll be better. Your life will be better. Lift up your hands. Only me Understanding. I'm praying that God will give you understanding. It takes understanding to forgive. There are some things you will drag it and drag it. But when you have understanding, you said, Oh, let it go. Lift up your hands. Father, I pray by the Spirit of God. I command your grace and supernatural power to come upon your people. May your presence and your spirit open the mind of your people so that they can have understanding of life. They can understand the work of ministration. They can understand how to live their life. They can understand how they can please you, God. I pray for them individually. If anyone is sick here, we command healing. In the name of Jesus, we break every satanic power over their lives. We command grace. May the supernatural unction of the Holy Spirit take up your country. By the power of God, Lord God Almighty, open their mind. Let the spirit of understanding come upon them and bless them as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Greet the person standing by you and say, have understanding. Put your hands together for the Lord. 